0: I am your host, Cole Dawson, and with me, as always, my hashtag team partner, Ron Kilborn. Ronald, how the heck are you today, bud?
1: Oh, as you can see, Cole, I am with child. Uh, <laughs> if, uh, for, for our uh, our oh ear-only ear fans, um, I, I'm, I'm holding the Winged Eagle title, which is a Christmas present that I got from my wife uh, this past year. Uh, well, this past month, rather, but uh, funny story. Uh, she went out of her <laughs> way to buy me a wrestling anything. Which is something she not normally does. I think it's a pride thing, and uh, she bought me the current uh, Universal Heavyweight Champion Thinking bababa, the one that Roman wears—and uh, it's you know it's a pretty thing, but it you know to a wrestling fan it's ugliest sin. It's it's just a big marketing thing, just a giant W on a on a leather thing. Josta. Yeah, and, and so you know I wanted the one from my childhood. I wanted the one that Bret Hart wore, Shawn Michaels wore, Hogan. You know this is my jam right here. So I finally. Did a whole return, got my winged eagle, and uh, my near
0: 40-year-old ass can't be happier. So, uh, (laughs) long story short of it, Cole, I'm doing great. How are you? I'm good. I'm really good. Uh, It's been a a fun week uh, letting all this uh, Royal Rumble talk sit in my head, you know, for the whole uh, five minutes since we ended the last show. But, uh... (laughs) Kayfabe. I, you know, we got into the last show so quickly. Like I'm always excited when Dino's on the show with us. I know we're gonna have a bunch of laughs., uh, we're gonna have some great debate. and he has some wonderful wrestling takes that are completely the opposite of you and I. Like you and I see eye to eye like probably ninety percent of the time. And so it's good. To yeah, have we gotta work on daughter. that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I realized we got I got so excited we got into the show. I was gonna give us some Royal Rumble little factoids, just some interesting little nuggets uh last time but uh we just we jumped the gun a little bit and usually the second half of the bracket is a little bit shorter and a little quicker than the first round for whatever reason probably because we've talked about a lot of these characters already so we don't feel the need to drone on for five minutes so i'm gonna give you these factoids now first and foremost starting off most wins all time stone cold steve austin has won the royal rumble three times uh one of these fun things Uh, The most all-time eliminations, so uh, just in all the Royal Rumbles, the guys who've been there, the most eliminations ever for the men, Kane at 45. Kane, Glenn Jacobs, has eliminated 45 members from the Royal Rumble. Rhea Ripley is already the leader. She's eliminated 20. Uh, The most in a single Royal Rumble is tie between Brock Lesnar and Braun Strowman at 13. And women's Royal Rumbles, the what? most Bianca Belair and Shayna Baszler both have eliminated eight people in a single uh, eliminate or uh, single Royal Rumble, the most time spent in Royal Rumbles all time. Chris Jericho, ladies and gentlemen, four hours and fifty nine minutes of total time spent in the Royal Rumble, and Charlotte Flair. Two hours and 22 minutes, already basically half of what Jericho's done in only a handful of Royal Rumbles. So uh, she may be the all-time leader period here in a very short couple of years. Uh, the single match most time spent in, Rhea Ripley, one hour and one minute. And of course, Brian Danielson in the greatest Royal Rumble, which I don't really count, but it happened. So whatever. An hour and 16 minutes spent in that Royal Rumble. The most appearances... All time. Glenn Jacobs, ladies and gentlemen, has been in 16 Royal Rumbles. Uh, oh, no. He's been in 18. 18 Royal Rumbles. 16 as Kane, one as Fake Diesel, and one as Dr. Uh... Isaac Yankum. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, there's a bunch of women that have been in all six of the Royal Rumbles. Dana Brooke, Liv Morgan, Natty Nightheart, and, of course, to Mina Snooka, ladies and gentlemen. But the last uh, just little factoid I want to leave you with is the fewest eliminations in a Royal Rumble by a winner. Both Vincent Kennedy McMahon and Randall Orton eliminated one person <laughs> to win their Royal Rumbles. And that was just a cool factoid. It was my favorite little... Royal Rumble factoid on this interest and this website that just has a bunch of facts about the Royal Rumble. So there, that adds a little context to the debate and conversation today. So, uh, now that I've done that, Ronald, would you like to introduce our guest?
1: I would love to introduce our guest. He is the returning Dino Winwood, ladies and gentlemen, for the win.
2: Hi. Wood. Um, <laughs> yeah, hi. I'm, I'm back. Uh, I'm eating a burrito and, um, not because of stereotypes, but because, like, it's actually really good to have a burrito <laughs> on a Sunday, uh, especially a chorizo burrito, breakfast burrito, the greatest dimension ever, so.
1: Well, I think you're eating a burrito because we are excited to wrap this bracket.
2: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, I just had to let that out. And a
1: fun fact that I want to share with you guys is that
2: all D'Arso's
1: are on the table, ladies and gentlemen. Not one D'Arso has been played. That means that either of us, all three of us, can steal a vote, can move our entity into the next round if we feel that our entity, entity needs to move forward. Entity. I know, I love I love saying the word entity. It's my entity. new favorite word. Yeah. And, you know, titty is in it. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, without further ado, Cole, we got to get this second half going.
0: All right, kicking things right off with a fun one. Hogan versus Edge, former World Tag Team Champions.
1: All right, which Hogan, though? Kira Hogan, Brooke Hogan?
0: <laughs> well, I mean, only one Hogan has won this uh, Royal Rumble gimmick. So. Yeah, it's true, it's true. It's the Hulkster.
1: And, uh, and who's he going against? Edgeward. Edgeward. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hmm, you see, no it's funny because like just like Brock Lesnar, the the Royal Rumble that I praise Edge for is the one he didn't even win. Right. Uh, but, you know, I think Edgeward would, you know, spear me, you know, for personal reasons if I didn't go against if I if I went against his favorite wrestler, which is The Hulkster. So, uh I'm going to go Hulkster over Edgeward.
0: Yeah. So, <laughs> for me it comes down to back when back in the day Uh, Before Vince lost his mind and gave a shit about TV ratings and stuff like that, they used to tell good stories and they used to have good long term booking, Uh, you know, the year before they had used the Macho Man Randy Savage. But this particular year uh, when Hogan won they did a wonderful spot where they bumped him up against the ultimate warrior and they faced off. And we thought we were going to get that showdown. And it was a little bit of a teaser, I think to see how the fans would react before they committed to the main event of WrestleMania six. And I know that at this point in hindsight, people have not, not looked on that as favorably as, as maybe they did at the time because the ultimate warriors run was, you know, not great. And, uh, I don't know. know. I thought his
1: run was the best part about him. (laughs) (laughs)
0: <laughs> <laughs> so but that moment it's one of my favorite rumbles and that moment being the reason why so i'm going hogan um like the most memorable thing for me for edge in royal rumble was when he came back after all the years of you know being retired because he thought he was never going to wrestle again and that just doesn't quite hold the water to me as you know hogan the hulkster the tippy top guy maybe the all-time top guy uh Winning the Rumble and the moment with the Ultimate wire. so I got the Hulkster. It's two to zero. Dino, Darso. Oh, oh, for Edgeward?
2: Oh Edgeward boy. can threaten me with a Spiral I want, I'll Bret Hart his fucking ass. Wear steel plate.
1: What are you gonna? Are you gonna talk <laughs> crap about him until you pass away? Yes. Okay.
2: Because this is
1: bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy. Hulk Hogan darsoed on the for Edge in, yeah. in the, the opening of the second round. That is absolutely delicious. It again, I imagine absolutely delicious. You know, I don't think you know it's it's hurting Me and Cole's feelings at all, uh, but it is a moment. It's definitely mm-hmm. it's definitely a moment for sure.
0: Yeah, I'm not too mad about it because like when you think about Hogan's wins, it was the beginning of the Royal Rumble becoming a, a yearly event. Uh, it's before. The main event of WrestleMania was on the line. That didn't happen until WrestleMania 9. That didn't happen until Yoko won. Um, So, like, his wins, while, you know, a nice achievement, didn't really mean all that much in the grand scheme of storytelling. And, and, you know, it's not—the Royal Rumble wasn't, you know, romanticized like it is now. You know, it was was just a thing. So I'm not too mad at it, uh, even though I think it's insane. But uh moving on. <laughs> it's not like we've ever let personal biases uh ruin a bracket in the integrity on this show ever. No. <laughs> oh, this one's fun. Cody Rhodes and Rey Mysterio. Ooh. Uh Dino, you want to kick this one off? Uh, I gotta go with Cody. I gotta go with Cody. Mainly because
2: the entire even though the story is probably never going to be finished it's entirety of itself building up to it and just the 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 real life part of it as well it's like he left because they didn't see him as a main eventer or they weren't giving him the proper treatment so he went and started his own thing or helped start his own thing and then still at the same time tried to be humble about it and it didn't really work in his favor to do that but he went back and got put into a position uh, seemed to be welcomed back by the company. Yeah. Um, who kept his father's fucking name and everything and like a lot of bullshit that he had to deal with while well, at the same time, like not losing himself uh, as a person or, or anything else. Like it, it meant a lot to see him win it as opposed to, you know, Rey Mysterio. He was friends with Eddie, right? Okay, let's give him the push because we can't do Eddie right now. And I felt it was more based on um, I don't want to say consolation, but as a time of like uh, more condolence than anything, instead of just actually truly being something of like, Oh, we trust in him. Yeah. I don't care if the cops are coming, Uh, (laughs) (laughs) but yeah, I'm going to go with Cody on this one. Uh, Ronald.
1: Yeah, I gotta go, Cody as well. You know, uh, the wrestling business is funny because you know it, it, Cody's story is so good that it's even making like grown adult man have like a doom and gloom feel when he lost to Roman. But like you know, I I'm of the opinion that if the story is good enough, it doesn't need to end yet. So I'm I'm all in on this Cody story, and I think um, I think he is one of like. I think he's he's a great candidate for uh, this bracket because I think his story is so good. So when he won the Royal Rumble, it was it was it was such a feel good moment that like it was tethered perfectly for a Royal Rumble match, and uh, the Ray Mysterio thing was just kind of thrown together on unfortunate circumstances. So it's it's Cody for me.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna make this unanimous. It's Cody, and it's for all the reason you guys said. And like I said last week, it like. The Ray thing has never just really sat right with me. Like I, I, I appreciate it because I thought Ray Mysterio was that guy that could finally break through. You know, that five foot three, one hundred and eighty pound <laughs> dude that has no shot in the wrestling business. I think it was a moment where it solidified the fact that the wrestling business had changed. Even Vince McMahon had changed to the point where the most over or the best story that they could tell in the moment was the guy who was going to be the champion. And we weren't just looking at only bodybuilders and, you know, uh, guys that Vince thought could be top guys being the champs forever. Like, Eddie, Eddie did that to a certain extent, but Eddie was so freaking good that, like, no, he was undeniable. Mm-hmm. You know, like like Brett and Sean before him. Just, these guys were so good, you couldn't deny him. But I think Ray solidified that. Anybody could be the world champion now. So, uh, But aside from that, Cody's story is just perfection. And I hope they're pulling the trigger because if they don't, I think they're it's dead in the water. If they don't pull the trigger now, it's lost and gone forever. I know you appreciate what's going on with Nakamura, but Nakamura, for all intents and purposes, is a comedy mid-card guy. So even if he's being serious and the work is good, it means nothing. It absolutely means nothing. Cody's cooled off at this point so if they don't heat him up now and pull the trigger this year i think it's dead in the water and the only way it's ever going to work is if he turns heel or some shit and, he, and then it'll be way less Then so
1: and like you mentioned last week you should probably start watching the tv again <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah uh, no it doesn't matter i don't i don't care if it's the best thing i've ever done nakamura is still he's a mid-card comedy act even if he's being serious right now like you can you once you book a guy under, he's under. There's no getting him back o- back over. He's never going to be a top guy. Like it doesn't matter. What as we're they praising
1: do. Stardust right now, you fucking hypocrite.
0: <laughs> no, because he left and went away and was gone for seven years. That's something different. If you go away, if they, if Nakamura leaves and goes to Japan for two to two to four years and then comes back as a completely <laughs> different thing, and they start him from scratch, cool. But if you're continuously on the TV like a Claudio Castagnoli. They tried to push him. Nobody gave a shit. Like once you're under and you continue to be on the TV, you're under. Like if Dolph goes away for five years now and is great and he's a tippy top guy and he does the same thing Cody did and gets, you know, away from WWE and becomes a star and then they bring him back as a different entity as a star from somewhere else. It works. But anyway, moving on.
1: I can't wait till Shinsuke wins the world heavyweight championship.
0: Yeah, and it'll be a fart in church. I'll be happy that it happened, and he'll have some great matches. But it's not going to matter. Well, you got to watch it too. Needle. It's not going to care. <laughs> like, no, like the fans are like, oh, okay, whatever. It'll he'll be a transitional champion for three months. You know, one we'll get back to that eventually. They've they've been good protecting the belts for the last year and a half, two years, because you know Triple H is not an idiot <laughs> and doesn't change his mind on on a, on a second to second basis, like Vince McMahon. <laughs> so Rewrite right. it. anyway, moving on, Sean Michaels, Roman reigns. I'll kick this one off. This is Sean Michaels all day for me. Like I love Roman now, but I don't think any all like, we talked about it. All of his row rumble wins are just blah. Like for more than anything, him being in the final two is, at this point, we've talked about that too. There's been a couple times he's been the last one eliminated. So every year Ro- Roman's in it, and every year nobody wants him to win. So like for me, Shawn Michaels was perfect place, per- perfect time. His last, his second win, led to my favorite storyline of all time, the Boyhood Dream. You know, it it's right there in the m- just right in the middle of my fandom. So it's gonna be hard to knock Shawn Michaels off here if I'm being honest. For me, so HBK. Uh Dino. Chaos. Roman reigns. <laughs> All right, one to one. I, I I thought that might be where you were going. So Ronald, the decider on this round.
1: So when it comes to Roman and Sean, you know, you, you failed to mention how freaking freakishly strong Shawn Michaels was in the nineteen in the nineteen ninety-six Royal Rumble because he dubbed not only Yokozuna, but also Vader at the same time. Now granted it was a little bit of gravity but you know the fact that he was able to just push those guys over the top rope is quite something and then not to mention his 1995 victory going the distance one foot touch the one foot touch the floor and then he super kicks Diesel out the next year and goes on to the boyhood dream you know the Royal Rumble and WrestleMania was tailor made for Shawn Michaels and and even in hindsight he would be known as Mr WrestleMania and it started with his two massive Royal Rumble victories. But is he the tribal chief?
0: Oh, God damn it.
1: Does anybody acknowledge Shawn Michaels now? Because I'll tell you who they're acknowledging nowadays.
2: His his NXT signings? Yeah.
1: (laughs) Roman. You know, I, I mean, say what you want. He had a successful faction, and he didn't go home. He elevated everyone. Shawn Michaels couldn't elevate Triple H. So I think... You know, I think Mr. WrestleMania is known for Mr. WrestleMania. He's not Mr. Royal Rumble. That honor goes to Roman Reigns.
0: Oh god damn. It. <laughs> so what is that? Two to one? I don't know. I don't remember who who Dino voted I, Neither for.
2: do I. Let's just say Sean, fuck it. Oh, you instantly <laughs> went Roman.
0: I will review the tape.
2: Yeah, I'm just done. <laughs> I'm done he darsoed
1: himself out. Let's
2: just go. <laughs> Dino
1: Darsoed himself out of the bracket. <laughs>
2: yep. <laughs> I bud, I bud Darsoed myself out of the bracket. Everybody, step back. This could
1: really hurt your opinions. Well, joking aside, before technical difficulties, Dino did vote for Roman Reigns instantly. Yeah. But if uh, cooler heads have prevailed, and you want to switch it to over Sean over there. Uh, that th- That's doable, too.
2: Which is the cooler head option? Well, <laughs>
1: probably Sean. He has the least amount oh, of Oh, li-
0: no, Roman. Yeah, yeah, Roman. Okay, <laughs> okay so it's 2-1 to one for Roman. That's where we're at after yep. technical difficulties and Ron's fucking bullshit swerve to make me use my darso is the only reason he's voting for Roman right now. I mean, Superman punch versus super kick, you know... It's, disappointment uh, after disappointment in the Royal Rumble pissed everyone off multiple times. Nobody's ever wanted him to win a Royal Rumble ever in the history of ever. Or Shawn Michaels, the back to back winner, the greatest performances in Royal Rumble history, including the one with The Undertaker where they were the final two. Uh, Yeah, that's fine. Play the music. I'm taking oh! the bass. Shawn Michaels. <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's two.
1: Wow. Two Darso's have been played. One for. Well, I, I can't remember who you played it for, but it's against Hulk Hogan. I'll just say yes. that. Ed and it then, moved
0: on with the Darso. Oh, you
1: played it for Edge against Hogan, and then Cole over here played the Darso on behalf of Shawn Michaels to get out the tribal.
0: Isn't. Chief. Isn't that an interesting turn of events? Me playing a Darso on behalf of Shawn Michaels. I Not know. to get Shawn Michaels eliminated.
1: <laughs> exactly. That is great. You know, but, you know, it, it, just one more argument for this. You know, did you see Shawn Michaels' last match? Anyway.
0: Oh, my um, God. I don't remember. I can make that point for Undertaker and Kane and Triple H as well in that match. <laughs> yeah. Because they all oh. sucked. <laughs> oh, come on. The Boneyard match was great. Yeah, but that was Taker's last match. I'm just talking about that match with Shawn. Like, Shawn and Triple H versus Taker and Kane is like a no-brainer, it's going to be fine match, and it turned into an absolute train wreck. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. All right, moving on. Now we're back on track. Rhea Ripley and Brock Lesnar, and this was the match I was saving my Darso for, but Ron just had to be Ron. So yeah. I'm going to kick this off right, right from the, the start. It's Rhea Ripley for me. I think her performance. And the Royal Rumble that she won was one of the uh, better Royal Rumble performances ever. I don't think I have the votes here, but that's why I'm kicking it off. So go ahead, Ronald. Oh, man. You know, with these
1: two names, this is an OnlyFans link that I would click. Um, Who's gonna
0: wreck who? Oh, hey, hey, <laughs> it's for yes. the strap, but not yeah. the belt. That's true. Brock Lesnar might be the only person in this world that could fuck Rhea Ripley because you don't fuck Rhea Ripley. Rhea Ripley fucks you. <laughs> oh yeah,
1: yeah. It, that will, that would actually feel like an F five. Um, but you know, uh, her performance in the Royal Rumble was great, but it was a star making performance for herself. Whereas, you know. When Brock Lesnar won the Royal Rumble, he eliminated the American Badass, which was awesome, and then uh, went on to WrestleMania against Kurt Angle, botched the shooting star, but whatever. We're talking about Royal Rumbles. Uh, but if you're talking about Royal Rumble performances, it, I, I can't understate his 2020 performance at all, like any more than I've already had. Like, it was one of the greatest things I've ever seen him do, and it's a yeah. Royal Rumble, which is universally known for, you know, you know, in between the countdowns, it's boring, you know, but everyone loves the Royal Rumble aesthetic of it. And that I, that by far, as far as a match goes, was probably one of the best. And he didn't even win it. But I'm, I'm making all this argument for Brock Lesnar because I have to go with Rhea Ripley. Wow. <laughs> yeah. yeah, because, yeah. you know, because she went number one and she made everybody look good on the way to her winning it as well as making herself win it and you know what she did something that's very small and something that we like you know kind of lose our minds about but she didn't point at the sign she yes re- she gone. she obnoxiously waved at it uh, and so she made it her own she made the sign pointing her own and uh yes. that's a good royal rumble <laughs> for- performer for
2: me <laughs> didn't didn't try to look badass and then smile like a dunce and point at the sign a bunch of
0: times I, yeah, yeah I with, an,
1: with an oversized jacket on
0: yeah, <laughs> yeah i hope to god that that is something that is dead along with vince mcmahon and kevin dunn's re- you know professional wrestling careers no nah, man the, it's, the, it's part of the, the promo obnoxious now. pointing yeah, the at problem. the sign bullshit yeah i, I, I get it. Anything, but there's like, a lot of things that vince mcmahon things i i hope it's gone no, nah, it's part of the promos now. <laughs> you you already have people declaring for the
1: Royal One saying, say I I'm going to point at the sign.
0: Oh, yep.
2: me I would just do it like you know with the get a load of this guy where you just point with the head like hey. Yeah.
0: Yeah, <laughs> oh, yeah guy, but right. I, yeah, at least make it your own. But I just want it to go away completely. Like I'm so yeah. over the yeah. the incessant sign pointing.
2: Yeah. Guess what, guys?
0: <laughs> this is WrestleMania time. That's what this means. <laughs> That's the only time I've really
2: accepted is people are just like. Making fun of everybody was like, "Hey guys, that would monster. work." Yeah, you
1: well, know? it's all Babe Ruth's fault. You know, he should it's have true. called his shot, and that's why. Every, that's what That's <laughs> what everyone's doing.
0: Ron with a sporty ball reference, I love it. <laughs> hey,
1: it's Sandlot. You know, everyone knows that point from Sandlot. You know, it's true. I it's had a, to find. A, yeah. I had to figure out that that was Babe
2: Ruth. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, that doesn't look like Babe Ruth at all. That's the that's the great the
1: Hambino, like... which is also yeah, a wrestler. A,
0: yeah, Hamilton Porter.
1: Yeah, where are we? Uh, uh, we're we're on,
0: on yeah we're on Rhea moving on because Bob's vote doesn't matter and nor does my vote for the rest of this thing unless we're in the majority because we both played our Darsos Ronald I hate when Ron's the last one with the Darso because it means the brackets just gonna get fucked up at some point so Stone Cold Steve Austin and Yokozuna Ron ooh
1: this match happened once and yes. uh, only once yeah. and the uh, 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 Yokozuna broke the ring. It was awesome. <laughs> um, I really wish Stone Cold had the stunner by the time they wrestled, because I would have loved to have seen a Stone Cold stunner on Yokozuna.
2: He would have like, sold it like crazy.
1: Well, yeah, he would have sold it like crazy, but like also it would make zero sense, because if a man that large is landing on your shoulder, even just his head, I think you should be in pain. <laughs> anyway, uh, so
0: Stone Cold for me. <laughs>
2: hmm. mm. Yokozuna.
0: Yeah, v- good vote. I love it 1 to 1. This one's uh, this one's difficult for me. I rem- I know Austin's won 3 times. I think if I have to pick my favorite of the Austin wins, it's the controversial one where he did get eliminated and then came back in uh and you know and then eliminated everyone else and and stole a win cuz the refs didn't see it, you know. And that led to that wonderful like one of the actual times for a storyline where they needed a four-way because, you know, it actually made sense in, in the in the world at that point. Um, you know, and Vader was involved in that, and I just love Vader, so that that's cool. The other Austin wins are, like, super forgettable to me. Like, I don't even remember them. I don't really care. Like, Austin winning the Rumble is never a big deal to me, and Yoko is just such a vivid moment in my memory because not only was that my first wrestling pay-per-view that was the day that my my you know my closest living cousin was born and I you know we're watching the pay-per-view I answered the phone during the pay-per-view he was you know we found out that he existed in this world I just officiated his wedding uh here a few weeks ago or months ago I guess now at this point and so like the yoko win is such a vivid like it's to me, it's the point where like I was all in was the Royal rumble that year. And that's the most memorable thing for, for me. And so it's like, even though it's not a great rumble and Yoko, you know, his run wasn't amazing because he got so out of shape and so bad. Like, it's just such a like pillar moment in my wrestling fandom. It's hard to vote against it. Uh, especially when it's Austin and he's won three times and it was so great. But I'm going to fucking do it. It's Yoko for me. We good not, at that?
1: You're not going to get an argument out of uh, out of me for Yoko moving on for anything. Austin is Austin. He has a potential to win just about every bracket he's in. He doesn't have to win this one.
0: That's beautiful. i just like to point out hey, where we are in this world. Hogan is gone. <laughs> uh... Rock is gone. Taker's gone. And now Austin's gone from this fucking bracket. <laughs> I love this bracket. This yeah. Is like we're, some... we're
2: working this out for the better, <laughs> yeah, honestly. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Moving on to Randy Orton and Drew McIntyre. Uh, Dino. I'm going
2: to go with Drew mainly because uh, I made my, my arguments in the previous uh, episode that Randy in the main event just really never mattered much to me. And, like, his all around, he's fantastic. But at the same time, like, I don't get excited for it. Like, it's it's very much circumstantial unless he, you know, starts doing some extreme crazy shit with it. But, yeah, I've just, I got to go with the opposite on that, on that
0: coin. I'll go. Okay, so Drew McIntyre, oh, this is a tough one for me. Um, the Drew rumble is really great. Like, it's just a really great rumble. It's really entertaining. It's probably in that top 10 category for me, and I loved it. However, when we get down to it, we're talking about the specific winner and None of the shit we say, you know, matters from match to match because sometimes it's about the outcome at Mania. Sometimes it's yep. about, you know, just the ro- the rumble was it. This is just one for me where I look at these two guys, I go Orton and and Drew. Neither one was like a huge pivotal moment for me in their careers because of what happened on the outcome, you know, and everything. Um, And so I'm just going preference here and I'm going Orton over Drew McIntyre. So, Ronald?
1: Yeah, and, you know, I'm... I'm kind of tearing it down, you know, cuz if I was going to go by the gentleman, I would go Orton, but I'm trying to te- I'm trying to tear it down to the Royal Rumble match itself. And uh both of Randy Orton's Royal Rumble wins don't hold a candle to the 2020 Royal Rumble just as a whole story. And uh you know, Drew Drew <clears throat> Drew winning that, you know, that uh, moves on for me, you know. I I I, I, I much like the 2020 Royal Rumble, way more than those two uh, Royal Rumbles that Randy Orton won.
0: Yeah, and that's a fair point. So Drew McIntyre moving on. uh, This is my favorite matchup. When we started putting this together, I hoped that this happened. This is the first time on this bracket anywhere, I think that we've had like uh, two generations of the same family going up against each other. Uh So I'm really happy for Ric Flair versus Charlotte Flair. I think I know where Dino's going, so we'll start with Dino. Charlotte. Charlotte, (laughs) yeah, not surprising, based on... uh, uh, She likes Mexicans. Yeah, well, there's that, hey.
1: (laughs) See, uh, my mind is fucking awful, because the first thing I thought of when this match came about, when you mentioned it, was like, holy shit, Charlotte rode a helicopter to WrestleMania. (laughs) (laughs) That's true.
0: And that is true, and that's, that's a, a thing that happened.
1: That is a thing that happened, and that is a thing that Ric Flair calls his thing. Um, yeah, yeah. You know, this is wrestling royalty in one match and uh, two Royal Rumble winners, but <clears throat> I gotta go with the better Royal Rumble. Yeah, uh, it's it's the 1992 for me. Ric Flair is moving on for me.
0: Oh, this is a tough one. I love Charlotte. I really think you know it, as much as Oscar's my favorite you know, women's wrestler of all time. I really feel that at this point, like n- there's no argument for anyone other than Charlotte Flair as like the greatest one wrestler of all time. When you consider all things that are professional wrestling. So promos, you know, selling tickets, that kind of thing, character. I think Charlotte might be the best to ever do it. And, you know, she proves time and time again that she's, you know, one of, if not the best wrestlers on the planet alive today, Uh, It's unfortunate she's injured now, so we won't be getting any Royal Rumble moments or WrestleMania moments from Charlotte this year, but she's got plenty of time. She's still young in the grand scheme of things. Um, And a lot of people wish that Ric Flair would go away and just stop doing whatever it is that he's doing. I'm not one of those people because I'm not one. I, 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 for one, like my grandfather worked until he was in his 80s, kept doing his job. And uh, I don't think anyone has the right to tell anyone that they should stop doing their job unless they can't draw money. And we know for a fact, Ric Flair's last match sold out in about 37 seconds so fast that they had to get a bigger venue. uh, And they sold the 8,000 seat arena out for Flair at 72 years old with no opponent knowing full well that (laughs) it wasn't going to be good. So uh, as long as Ric Flair keeps drawing money, I say he can keep doing his job. Um, but yeah, I'm going 1992 here. That ro- Rumble's so great, the performance by Flair, I think changed what could be done in a Royal Rumble and and set the bar at a high level and people have been striving for that ever since. So, I'm going Rick.
2: Darso. Well, nah. yeah, you already did it. <laughs> Sorry. You wasted it on Hogan.
0: <laughs>
2: yeah, I know the, the, the shit. You got to choose between turds and a bowl, which one you're going to flush first. So, oh.
0: Oh, buddy. (laughs) All right, that brings us to Bret Hart and John Cena, Ronald. Oh, my goodness. Got to eat your banana.
1: Hmm. Yeah, because, you know, Bret Hart's win is kind of a fluke win. Like, you know, he won at the same time with Lex Luger, but then, you know, John Cena had that triumphant return, and won the match
0: even though him and batista both got eliminated at the same time
1: <laughs> oh no 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 that that's yeah that's when batista yeah that that's when batista won in 2005 but in 2008 when john was Cena was accident. actually yeah that was an accident and then bispo had tore his quads it was the best
0: yes
2: <laughs> and talking tower's girlfriend cried so
1: but like you know the the 2008 royal rumble at the garden you know with snuka and piper and john cena surprising the world and coming back that was a huge moment that quite frankly I want to go rewatch again yeah. and <laughs> and like you know it sucks cuz like in my heart doing what i'm about oh. to do is kind of sacrilege and i and i meant the pun uh oh. but like i'm taking this right down not to the person but to the Royal Rumble match itself and Cena's win versus the controversial cool. double elimination win is just better to me and uh it hurts but I'm going to go with Cena.
0: All right. So, uh, I for one, you made a point last time we talked about Brett and Luger and the whole deal uh, that you that it it was a jumbled mess, and I could not disagree more. I think it was brilliant storytelling, not for Lex Luger in any way. Lex Luger, it sucked for him, and and really not even for Brett and Yoko. I don't think that that was pulled off for that. The only reason that this was pulled off the way it was done was so that they could get the Owen versus Bret Hart match because Bret, being the white meat babyface, was never going to fight his brother. But this was a situation where he had no choice. And so the outcome, not only did Bret go on to win the belt and finally become the top guy that uh, you know, the fans got behind because I think his first run they didn't really get behind wasn't his fault they threw the title on him out of nowhere with no build-up no hint that he was going to become a world champion someday uh and they just threw the belt on him because flair was was injured and couldn't go um but this made owen hart a top guy as well the the finish of this royal rumble and so for me it's Bret over Cena. John Cena is a big bag of I don't give a shit when he won Royal Rumbles. He was still terrible and not likable and awful at wrestling at that point. And then later became one of the greatest of all time. And at this point right now, it's undisputed. He's phenomenal, especially in big matches. John, Big Match John is a earned nickname, but it's fucking Bret Hart, so suck it. <laughs> Dino, you're up, deciding Bret Hart, John Cena.
2: Yeah, it's pretty much, it's kind of cemented earlier, uh, the whole situation that, uh, with John Cena's uh, Royal Rumble uh, shtick, I guess is the term. Um, But yeah, like just, I remember Brett's single championship wins more than I remember his Rumble wins, honestly, and... uh, you know, it doesn't really stick out to me as well, other than that bullshit ending with both Ben's feet have touched the floor. I'm like, this is stupid. Like, as a kid, I was <laughs> so angry. I'm like, put him back in the ring then and have them throw right, the other person right. out. Right, right, yeah the the common sense thing to do, of course. But it's wrestling, yeah. so of course I was a better Booker back then too. But you know, it's fine. Um, it's terrible. Yeah, Jack. Uh, I would have had an army of snakes come back and destroy Earthquake to revenge for. Jake Roberts, Damien. No, my terrible ideas. Um, Yeah, I'm going to go with Cena on this one.
0: Whoa. All right, John Cena into the final eight. All right, we're just going to move right into the next round. We have eight competitors remaining. And kicking off round number three, Edge and Cody Rhodes, Ronald.
1: Ooh, Edge and Cody Rhodes. Yeah, it's still Cody for me like you know mm-hmm. it's been such a long time for like an obvious booked baby face to be a baby face to me like you know i i'm rooting for this person it's not stale and corny this guy is going out there and being a white meat baby face and i am with him like i don't i, don't, I didn't roll my eyes at him like, like i didn't roll my eyes at him like i did to cena for so many years yeah
0: or roman I, yeah or yeah.
1: roman you know uh so, yeah, I gotta go Cody. Like, I think and it's funny, like, he just won this thing. So, like, yeah, it, yeah, not a lot, not a long resume at all, as far as time goes for this guy to already be this high up on my list.
0: Well, <laughs> the same thing when we did we did the Intercontinental bracket recently, and we decided Gunther is the greatest intercontinental champion of all time. That like, was like a foregone it,
1: conclusion, kind of. Right, right. <laughs> you know, with us, it's us and
0: Gunther. He's yeah. the best thing going. It was, yeah. But I mean, also. The new day being dubbed the greatest faction of all time. Although I blame Candace LeRae for yeah, that, that, that was that was just because us having because fun. she just hates Ric Flair and the Four Horsemen, and mm-hmm. so that was like she was she was darsoing them no matter what. Like they were they had no <laughs> shot. Like <laughs> wait, even
2: just, Steve Bongo uh, McMichael. <laughs>
0: I would never turn on your
2: sister, but I think I will on this particular thing. So yeah,
0: so I just I feel like you know the the funny thing is we roll our eyes at at a lot of the recent stuff, but there's been some really, really good stuff in the last couple of years, which has not happened for 20 years. And I'm not sure if it's just because it's really good or it's just been so long since anything decent, not even good, just decent has happened on WWF that we just love this so much. But I'm with you, too. It's Cody all the way. Um, yeah. I, I mean, Cody belongs in the Final Four for me. I, I'm I'm totally uh, okay with this. Like and, and like I said, Edge is a big bag of just not my cup of tea. So, like, it's a yeah. pretty and, easy choice for me. And, you know, and he's eliminating
1: a lot of asses uh, on Wednesdays.
0: Yeah.
2: Yeah. A lot of empty seats. Yep.
0: <laughs> Dino, you know any any thoughts on Edge and Cody?
2: No. Only the the reasoning being that, you know, I edge I would get happy to win is only because at the time he was really yeah. putting out a lot of bangers, but at the same time as, as a whole, as an entirety of just professional wrestling in general, Cody is delivering on it yeah. in so many ways. And in a company that thinks long-term booking is, <laughs> storytelling is booking the same match over and over again. So Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, well, uh, that's okay.
0: As opposed to the company that thinks long-term storytelling booking. is doing six angles in one night and then having a pay-per-view match two weeks later. So, no, we'll,
2: we'll we'll do it. if you want to do another episode on on that place, I'll definitely do it on you because honestly, I I don't stand for both. I think they equally have yeah, one has more flaws, problems than yeah. the other in one department while the other has a shitload of problems in another department. Like yeah. no oh, yeah. company is perfect. And no, not at all. People need to really stop thinking that about any of those places. But hey, listen, no, guys, but I, I totally I, I, agree I, 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 with yeah.
1: you. When TNA comes back and calls himself TNA again and has a better pay per view than your last pay per view, something's wrong.
2: Yeah. Yeah. When, when, <laughs> you're, when you're moving into the future, is. Giving Moose the championship. Hey, (laughs) hey!
1: Just the just the clips that I saw from last night's uh, inaugural TNA repackaging pay per view. Hard to kill. It looks way better than World's End, and I'm gonna watch it after this recording. Oh no! It was a
2: great it was a great show. Yeah, it was a great show. Like there's there were some choices where you're like, why did you do that? That doesn't help your your vision, but at the same time, good matches and a lot of like new fuses being lit. And like, say what you will about TNA, they have reinvented themselves.
0: Underline again, that word, yeah, yeah.
2: reinvented themselves
0: Yeah, yeah. Again numerous and again. times. Yeah,
2: Even after the most unrecoverable circumstances, they have still done it.
0: Well, I mean, it reinvented and got a little buzz, but they're still like, you know. Either way, figure, they're like, hey, this ratings. isn't working. We should yeah. probably yeah. change
1: yeah. this. <laughs> Not one broken cinder block in the show.
0: No,
2: or thrown. <laughs> <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right. All right. Cody moving on to the next round into the final four. Uh, our next uh, Final Eight matchup, Shawn Michaels and Rhea Ripley. Whoa. Rhea. <laughs> Rhea for – ooh. Dino going strong. And I'm doing Just this strictly on thirst. <laughs> Sweet. Uh, so, ooh, Ron, I guess? I don't See, know. Yeah,
1: I'll, I'll go. Like, this would be – you know, I'm sure training classes have taken place and lots of drills have been run with these two. Uh – Hey, and they and they're both part of the first entrant and uh, winning the thing. Uh, that that's a that's a that's actually a bigger club than I thought. If if uh, yes. I, I did, there's a lot of people in that club. Yeah, it's a good uh, Edge being one of them. Um, mm. see, now we're talking Final Four. Has Rhea done enough to be Final Four material? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm only saying that cuz there was a silence.
1: Yeah, 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 I had to ponder it. I had to ponder it. Yeah. I think talking about Sean and Cody is going to be fun. So I'm going to go Sean Michaels.
0: <laughs> yeah, perfect. Like again, like Sean to me it's it's my favorite Royal Rumble. It's the best one. You know, Sean and Bulldog started out and they're the final two. Uh I love it. It's, it's and Mantar's probably- in it. Yeah, and Mantar is in it. And randomly go- Dick a-
2: Murdoch comes in it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, I forgot about that.
0: Yes, randomly Dick comes in it. That's ah, the quote from the ah, ah, I
2: wonder why we, I wonder why we didn't book him more often. That's he why Pamela slurs, Anderson showed up. Slurs the second he steps into the, the locker room. <laughs> oh, that's a problem.
0: <laughs> yeah, so I'm going HBK here. I love Rhea. I think her being in the final eight at this point is... You know, it's a good ride for her. It's a definitely uh, with this list of names for her to be in the final eight. It's a little bit surprising, even honestly. So uh, I'm happy that it's been a fun ride, but it's it's time to go, Uh, especially since this next one really sucks. Like, I don't don't, this feels like not top top final eight material, but it's going to be interesting conversation, I think, uh, especially for Ron, because I I feel like Drew's kind of become one of the dogs in the fight for him at this point. And he's taking on Yokozuna. So Ooh. Yokozuna, Drew McIntyre, Ronald.
1: See, like, I don't really have, like, Drew's not really a dog in the fight for me. It's just like every time he's come up, it just reminds me of how good that Royal Rumble was. And he just happened to win it. Like, literally anybody could have won that thing. And if the same story was told, I probably accidentally picked that person, too. Just because, <laughs> you you know, the, the, the first half is Brock being the a genius. Wasn't open. And then... The last thing you do is eliminate Roman Reigns, the chosen one at the time. So you know, just Drew being in that spot—it's such a good Rumble moment. Ugh. And I haven't been kind to Yoko. Yeah, uh, you know <laughs> this, this. Yeah, bracket. you're a
2: real dick to him at the Christmas party. I like, know. I know. No reason.
1: I know. I took the last turkey ass, and he had, we have had heat since. Um,
2: the fact that you looked at him when you did it too. I did a lot of eye like, contact. <laughs>
1: Yeah, don't worry. Even even at my heaviest I can outrun him. So uh Yeah. I'm just gonna keep the fucking train going because I think you know Yoko is heavily uh praised on your guys' side, so I'm just gonna keep the train going and say Drew, just because I'm a I'm such a
2: fan of that Royal Rumble match.
0: Right, Dino? Uh
2: I mean, honestly, I got to go with Drew on this one because really boiling it down to it, Yoko doesn't really have a memorable victory in it. Like, it didn't mean anything other than just bad guy win or anything else. No, well, but it
0: was also the first time that the winner of the Royal Rumble got the title match at WrestleMania as well. So yeah, Because he got the title, right? It was meaningful, right? yeah. Yeah, and, he won the and, championship. And he did go on to win the championship at WrestleMania 9, and then lose it 10 seconds later to fucking hold Well, the training,
1: 93 so. Royal Rumble was for the championship, wasn't it?
0: No, that was 92 was for the title. Yeah, say so 92. Because, yeah, oh. the Flair won, Flair won the title, winning the Rumble in 92. And then since that was such a big deal, 93 was the first year the winner gets the title shot at WrestleMania. So Yoko was the first content, number one contender out of the Royal Rumble. So
2: and who was champion at the time?
0: Bret the Hitman Hart. That's in cell. And, so and what had, happened with that match? Yeah, it was it was the only good match of WrestleMania nine. Bret and Yoko had a nice thirteen minute banger where Yoko was blown up three minutes in, and so they cut like eight minutes off the match, and then the Hogan thing. Like, you know, yeah.
2: Complete mess. A matter yeah, of yeah. respect. So, so, yeah. When there was it, no respect yeah. in it whatsoever. Yeah. Uh, Drew.
0: Yeah. You know what? I'm going to go ahead and make it unanimous. I, I, Yoko's is, it's a special place in my heart, but in this one, it's just the, the outcome and the match itself was so much better. It's hard for me to go against Drew. Uh, and Ron keeps bringing up, Like, you know, I remember the the Brock spot. I didn't remember Roman was the last guy he eliminated, and that's huge. You eliminated Brock and Roman and then go on to main event WrestleMania and win the title. Like, that's a huge deal, and you should be one of the biggest stars in the company, but COVID. So, uh, but still, going with Drew. Bringing us down to Ric Flair or John Cena. Cena. (laughs) yeah, Yeah, I figured. It doesn't matter who we put up against Flair. We could put Flaming Turn against Don't even come to me. Don't even come to me. Which, yeah. (laughs) This is why I enjoy having Dino on the show, because he has some really, really bad takes and then some really awesome takes on wrestling. (laughs) And the really, really bad ones are more fun, like him hating The Undertaker and Ric Flair and Hogan for no good reason. (laughs) (laughs) The the true heroes are gone, so that's the thing. Well, as entertaining as
1: it is to watch the pot and kettle fight, Uh,
0: (laughs) Hey, everyone I hate, I have a very valid reason for it. (laughs) Kurt Angle's overrated. Yes, out of context, that's a conversation, correct. Out of context, yeah. (laughs) Out of context, I also think he's like the seventh best wrestler overall in the history of the business. So, like, he's on my short list with (laughs) Funk and Flair and Jericho and Shawn Michaels and Macho Man Randy Savage and Eddie Guerrero, like, Angles Three out right of the there six, same bad, list. yeah, yeah. Well, every single one of those is absolutely correct, and and, and <laughs> most of the world would would agree. No, <laughs> yeah, Player Terry is... Funk
2: at the top, that was perfect. I yeah, was like, yeah, oh, Terry, yeah, Terry,
0: yeah, Terry Funk. I I think he's the most underrated ever, and I, I really do think he's in that conversation. Uh, I don't think you can deny Flair, Sean, and Jericho as the best in ring plus promo plus you know like everything that's involved. I'm not talking about. Like Flair, I think is like a B plus in ring and like an A minus promo, but but like no, there's not very many guys that have that set of skills all at the same time that high. Like it Nick just yeah oh i agree but nobody's like i'm never going to win that conversation with anyone saying oh, no nick because, the only because they only know rick flair
2: because they was shoved down their throat for decades right Nobody. and
0: i and i think nick bockwinkle's a better bell-to-bell performer than flair but not as a better a dresser promo. too yeah yeah uh, oh yeah yeah for better. sure yeah way and, better dresser uh, jerry lawler too is another guy who gets disrespected in the conversation of being like <laughs> the goat of goats as far as skill set all around especially when you add in commentary and then bobby heenan gets no love even though he deserves to be in that conversation
2: I don't return. understand.
0: Well, he gets a lot of love as a manager, but like as an overall performer, like because he thing, wasn't like a wrestler. don't, don't like understand that a, yeah.
2: a manager is a performer as right. opposed to like...
0: But also his matches are phenomenal, but he just mm-hmm. didn't have enough matches to really... He went to yeah. Japan for sakes. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, where were we at? You went Cena, I'm going Flair, and so that Ron can decide the vote here. <laughs> I'm deciding the vote... Well
1: God, this is great because like, you know, everything's gone in my favor without having to play the Darso. I thought I for yeah. sure was playing the Darso for John Cena against Bret Hart. Uh <laughs> and I won't have to do it here either. John Cena's beating Ric Flair, ladies and gentlemen.
2: <laughs> da, 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 da. Yeah. I'm yeah, not and, sorry. I don't know and, and
0: I'm not mad I don't have a Darso. That one was coin flip, either way I could go. Uh I think we have a, a, a great three out of four, and then a one that's just, you know, it's shocking to me, but like we've broken it down. Drew McIntyre, Matt, Rumble was just great. And so I'm not offended. Uh, this is a nice Final Four where I'm not offended. That's good. I don't have Santino Barella in the Final Four for the greatest Which is bullshit fucking, that wasn't, you know. Greatest <laughs> Canadian wrestler of all time. I'm not- <laughs> This isn't Abdullah the Butcher being in the Final Four of whatever random- Oh, the big map records? We weren't offended. We were just- We were pleasantly
1: happy with that.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah, because Bruiser Brody got outed in the first round of fucking Mabel, so we ended up with Abdullah <laughs> the Butcher. Yeah, I could, I, could, I could see
1: how that would upset you. Yeah. <laughs>
0: So here we are, final four, final two matchups here Cody Rhodes and Shawn Michaels. Ron was excited about this one. So go ahead, my friend.
1: My goodness. Yeah, because, you know, I think, you know, Cody's going to be the next guy. Well, no, no, because I think you and I touched on some potential creativity to where I don't think Cody will be winning the Royal Rumble this year. I think that honor is going to go to a straight edge performer. Um uh... <sighs> yes I, I love chewing on your hate sandwich anyway um <laughs> uh yeah you know uh, it's funny because it's like you know me as a near 40 year old and appreciating a baby face story is so rare to me but like also when i'm nine and ten years old and this and the guy that i'm rooting for uh you know goes to WrestleMania and triumphs. And not only triumphs, but, like, you know, we're talking the Royal Rumble. Those Royal Rumble matches are by far two of the best Royal Rumble matches, period. 1996 was, like, one of my favorite years in wrestling. Um, And, and as excited about the possibilities for Cody, Uh I think him being Final Four in this is praise enough. I got to go with Shawn Michaels with the back-to-back performances. You know, I think he's got the slight edge on Cody just for... The, the history and uh,
2: the quantity Dino I'm full of shit uh let's go ahead here and uh shit on I'm a, put 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 your statement I'm gonna spread cheeks I'm just gonna drop all over it <laughs> okay because that is pure nostalgia only it sure it has impact on the younger generations who just like to do super kicks a lot and I'm going into full Southern asshole mode right now, So and that's just that's just the tip of that iceberg right there, son. Because you talk about how Shawn Michaels' boyhood dream become reality. It stayed a boyhood dream for a lot of people because it's just the same story being told over and over again. He introduced a guy nobody ever heard of, and then all of a sudden we got to deal with, <laughs> with him <laughs> lacking around Shawn Michaels for how many months now until somebody was smart enough to kick him in the head? And then all of a sudden here comes Shawn Michaels again pulling his weight and his rat ratness. He cut the rat mullet, by the way, which he should have kept through his entire career, <laughs> all the way to today when he's bald in. And secondly, the man embarrassed Big Van Vader, a man who was trying to do business while at the same time throwing his weight, throwing a hissy fit, and really playing with a lion by stomping on his head and taking liberties with him. Shawn Michaels has nothing but a bad reputation and a road of redemption that people are suddenly really riding high on. But if you ask me, yeah, the Undertaker match, I call it a match because it wasn't a Royal Rumble match. That was an Undertaker match that they decided to have in the middle of a battle Royal with a bunch of other people was fantastic. And yeah, he ziplined big deal. I've ziplined <laughs> before. It's not fun. It's stupid. <laughs> there was no ball pit in the ring, which was even more of a disappointment when I was a child, like where's the ball pit. If You're going to zip line in there. It makes no business. No, no, it's not good business at all, son. So I'm going to go ahead and I'm, I'm going to put this envelope away. And uh, I'm going to say Cody Rhodes run for president.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. One to one. I wasn't sure where any of that was going, but that's uh, the whole point. I'm, that's the beauty I'm, of being. I'm glad a we have it. I'm glad we have it on the show. That's why we keep <laughs> back, inviting you back. And at some point we're going to get a promo and
2: it's going to be It's as crazy. dumb as the Undertaker's <laughs> silver pants. Let me tell you.
1: Oh, silver pants. Uh, I didn't like those either. Oh, Nobody this works. did. Yeah.
0: Uh, well, this works out great for me because, as I said from the start, I think I tipped my hat. Uh, it's Shawn Michaels for me all the way. And, uh, and, and you know, Dino made some good points there. You're right. You know, the boyhood dream, it's something that's, you know, it, it, it that kind of story's been told, and I think it's the same thing with Cody. I think it's really very much in a similar vein. This is what I wanted to do. This is my destiny. Is You know, it's the same kind of story. However, you missed the most important part, was that uh, Jose Lothario in that whole thing led to Jim Cornette having a match in WWE. And uh, I think that's the best thing that came oh, out man. of Shawn Michaels and Jose Lothario. Uh, so for me, <laughs> it's, uh, sure, it's nostalgia over recency, but I just think it was better. I think the matches were better. I, I just think wrestling in general, uh, as far as work, is better from the 80s and 90s than today. And so it's Shawn Michaels for me going to the finals. Yeah, and in all honesty... Hot take, Vader should
1: have
2: fucking moved.
0: <laughs> Vader should have got up right after and it just beat
2: completely the fuck popped out of him. his eye out. Like, the, the way that Vader took his aggressions out on that locker in Japan, he should have did that with Shawn Michaels.
1: Yeah. Or the interviewer yeah. in Kuwait.
2: Oh, yeah, yeah, do the Kuwait. <laughs> like, you look kind of familiar.
0: <laughs> All right, that brings us to the other Final Four matchup, I, I got to say, I think this is surprising because Drew making it this far, Drew McIntyre survived uh, Austin, Undertaker, The Rock, and Randy Orton just in his same little corner of the bracket to get to the final four. That's an impressive run, and I'm not mad at it, but Drew McIntyre or John Cena, I'll open <laughs> oh, this one no. up. I, you know, oh, God, this is tough. I don't don't know that, I mean, to me, neither of these guys belong in the finals. I think the finals is a matchup we just had. I think arguably you could put Cody there and Sean for sure. Um, It maybe should be flair in this if we're talking about just Royal Rumble wins and no politics or anything outside the ring. Uh, But if I'm just picking between these two guys, Drew and John Cena, I don't, I honestly don't remember the John Cena matches. I don't remember the wins. I don't know if they were good, if they were bad, if anything other than John Cena got a good pop for returning early. And that's the first time a guy's ever got a pop for coming early. But like, uh, I, it's gotta be drew. It's gotta be drew. Dino. We'll go Dino just in case. Cause Ron does have a dart. So, so. Okay, good. Cause you're, you're cutting out. <laughs>
2: so, <laughs> all right. Um, I'm gonna go <laughs> just for chaos, I'm gonna say uh Drew
0: McIntyre.
2: <laughs> for chaos. For chaos. See,
1: there's not gonna be anything really chaotic because like, you know, as we've been talking, and I am just kind of boiling this down to the Royal Rumble match and the Royal Rumble win itself. And if you take everything away, the follow up, the star power, the you know, Cole, you and I have this conversation every time Royal Rumble comes around. It'd be great. If they just took a cold superstar and made him with this match, and that's pretty much what they did. Drew McIntyre was doing nothing in 2020, and he yeah. just de- he, de- he declares psychopath no, bullshit.
0: He de- he, he <laughs> was, nothing. Doing, nothing yeah, he was doing nothing in 2019. Yeah, he was doing nothing in 2019, and then towards the end of 20 in the end of 2019, like. Drew was the obvious winner. Like we we've talked not about obvious winners. Yo, No, it was so clear that Drew was going to be the winner of this row. Go Rumble. back and there watch There was no question. Yeah, watch. Go all the Go back and watch of, the buildup. Yeah, watch the yeah. buildup. All, all he did was all he did was declare. Made the top baby face. It was all no he did choice. was declare. That's why. That's why the no, audience but was look at the matches and everything before that. No, that's why, no why the no audience way. was relentlessly. When Roman was in the last.
1: No, no, everyone was shocked, including you, when Drew won. No, not at all. Everyone I was, was
2: say, booing. Like, everyone the had it cemented in their brain that it was either going to be Brock or it was going to be Roman. No, exactly. There was no, no like, exactly. Then I guess I'm the only Drew one that was paying attention
0: and knows WWE and how they operate in Vince Or again. you're just classical with revisionist history. Because it was clear, clear, clear yeah. Drew was going to be the winner. <laughs> I'll,
1: go, I'll go with revisionist history call all
2: day.
0: Yes. <laughs> all right, so Drew unanimously in the finals, right? That's where we're at. <laughs> exactly. Okay. He's going to win this whole thing, by the way. I just hope saying. not. All right, anyway, that's fine. We'll just kick it right into it. Shawn Michaels, Drew McIntyre. It's Shawn Michaels for me for all of the reasons I've said. It's my favorite Is this run. the finals? <laughs> <laughs> yes. This is the finals. Oh, no. No, no big announcement or anything. No. Oh, yeah. The, the, the
1: no. final no. match <laughs> is Shawn Michaels. Versus Drew McIntyre, ladies and gentlemen.
0: Yeah, I feel weird about it. But whatever. I'm going Sean. <laughs> Dino already just shouted out Drew. from the rooftops Drew McIntyre. <laughs> so it comes down to Ron to be the voice of reason here, and I feel like I'm about to be disappointed. <laughs> the
1: voice the voice of reason, you know, it's it's you know it's two it's two kicks, two kicking finishers, and yeah. one of them's gonna kick the other person out. And you know what? <sighs> COVID fucked a lot of things up, mainly Drew McIntyre's run. But I think the only people that can correct that mistake is the creative team. So a good consolation prize is for Drew McIntyre to win this bracket, right? No, no.
0: (laughs) Yes, absolutely. This is is even less meaningless than Drew's (laughs) COVID win. (laughs) But
2: I will say this, though. The Claymore has officially become more cooler to see than a super kick which oh yeah has been well yeah yeah
0: at this point just because of you know the young bucks ruining the business and everything else
2: <laughs> and every other wrestler from 2000 yeah, exactly I mean, let's, let's yeah. call it what from it is. 2000 bucks, on yeah. bucks have made the problem like bigger than what it, it was but at the time yes. it was a huge problem
0: oh yeah it, and it has been for 20 years but yeah absolutely. Though,
2: one of my favorite matches was a multi-man tag on raw and it was when like Shawn michaels was kind of it was accepted that he was never gonna come back. So they had the radicals. And I had never seen so many super kicks thrown in a match on WWE television more than that match. Like you had Saturn throwing a super kick. You had like I think like one of one of two cool through a super kick as yeah. well. I'm like, they're doing a lot of super kicks in this match. So it was pretty fun. Pretty fun.
1: But what is pretty fun is that the winner of the Royal Rumble winner bracket here on winner. the creative team is Drew McIntyre, ladies and gentlemen.
0: I I didn't have to play my
1: Darso. I didn't have to play it for anybody. Like, I thought I was going to shoehorn John Cena into winning this, and then all of a sudden I became Team Drew very quickly. (laughs) Uh, So, yeah, I'm excited. Uh, are uh, Are you satisfied with the outcome, Dino? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. How about you, Cole? Yeah, you look satisfied with the outcome.
0: I mean, you know as far as brackets go arm behind the head <laughs> as far as brackets on this show go this is probably the least disappointing of the absolutely ridiculous uh wow. <laughs> no 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 i take I'm that here, back so. i take it back doink the clown winning the new generation bracket is my favorite greatest like, decision ever. yeah it's my favorite Major terrible w. decision that we've made on this show so far <laughs> So I'm not mad at it. Dino, thanks for being here with us. Uh, do you have anything to plug, anything you want to talk about before uh, I close this show?
2: Um, No, just be sure to check me out at twitch.tv slash dwinwoods ghost for my uh, streaming shenanigans. Also, check out New Legacy Inc. That's incorporated on uh, YouTube. We're doing our royaliest of Rumbles, which is where we simulate the Royal Rumble in every single wrestling game that we can find. Wow. Leading all the way up to the royalest of rumbles, where each winner faces off to determine who is the true royalest rumble winner.
1: Ooh, I like it. It's like yeah, your it's own a bracket.
0: Twitch.tv/slash NewLegacyInc. It's it's a, yeah, it's a bracket of royal rumbles. <laughs> yeah, yes. we've been doing uh, releasing
2: one every day. That's and. Uh, as we record it, a new one's going to come out in like less than an hour.
0: You better be careful, or Tony Khan is going to do that. His next fucking tournament's going to be a, a, lot of a things, battle so. royal of battle royals. <laughs> We're going to
2: do a continental, a, tur- a tournament of battle continental classic. <laughs> it's great.
1: <Ooh. laughs> oh my gosh! Well, what is going to be great is what we have in store for you next week, ladies and gentlemen. We are going to wrap up this January month. Which is, I like to call it Royal Rumble Month every time it comes around. It's the new year, it's the new WrestleMania season, and it's the Royal Rumble month. Uh, and we're gonna we're gonna uh, you know, end the month off with Royal Rumble Talk again. It's gonna be a top ten, ladies and gentlemen. And you know, we discuss Royal Rumbles, we discuss Royal Rumble winners, we're gonna discuss the top ten matches. That took place at the Royal Rumble. We're not oh, talking wow. about the Royal Rumble match itself, although may- we well, could maybe we could yeah. include <laughs> it. it. It may have been the best sh- best match on the card, but we're gonna talk matches that took place on the pay per view known as the Royal Rumble. Lots of good shit happened there. Uh, I can't wait to discuss it. Cole, what say
0: you? Yeah, I love it. You know, when we think about it, it feels. I mean, it still feels like there haven't been that many Royal Rumbles, but as we've discussed, there's. 44 Royal Rumble winners, there's over 30 years of the Royal Rumble at this point, Um, but we don't typically shine a light on the other matches that happen at Royal Rumble. A lot of times we just focus on the Rumble itself and the WrestleMania main event. So, I love this idea. It's brilliant. I feel like there's definitely going to be some Royal Rumble matches in the top ten, but, uh, you know, we're going to talk about some stuff, you know, because Mankind had a lot of good, you know, Mick Foley had some really good Royal Rumble showings because he never was going to get the fucking WrestleMania main event. So, you know, he got the <laughs> uh, the the sideshow main events. You know, Mr. Uh, in Your House, as Mick Foley, affectionate calls himself on his own podcast. (laughs) Hey, hey, Wrestlemania 2000 in case of emergency, break glass for Mick Foley. Exactly, yeah, he finally, (laughs) but Royal Rumble, he had some great showings and and I feel like that he might be Mr. Uh, Royal Rumble uh, title match, you know, like (laughs) it might be it. So I love it. It's a great thing. So uh, thanks, Dino, for being here with us. I am your host, Cole Dawson, for Ron Kilborn saying thank you. We love you and good night. Morning
2: thanks for listening
1: find us on instagram and twitter at creative team pod or just the creative team on facebook follow cole dawson on twitter and instagram at cole 2130 and follow yours truly at ron underscore kilborn we'll see you next week on another episode of
2: the creative
1: team